don't go out night, I'm not about night, I'll tell you why I never roam. I love my home, so cozy, the dizzy night light may be the right light, but I don't like that kind of fun. At night when my work is done, I just love to stay at home. In the evening, when the winter nights are cold, I love to sit around the fire, harmonizing the I don't envy the cocktail sipper. Give me my carpet slippers, for I love to stay at home. My cousin Mary, she's a canary. Each night she sings the rosary. It sounds to me like Melba when Uncle Louie, who looks like Dewey, recites a picture on the wall. It's simply a heaven, that's all. I just love to stay at home in the evening when the winter nights are cold. Cocktail slippers, give me my carpet slippers, for I love to stay at
Welcome to the Old Cancer Show for this week. Uh, we started out with three songs. Uh, the first one was called I Love to Stay at Home by Arthur Fields. Then we heard the fine piano stylings of James P. Johnson with uh, a Porter's Love song to a chambermaid. And finally, a Noble Sizzles Swingsters featuring Sidney Bechet on clarinet. And we heard Characteristic Blues. Well, I am Courtney T. Edison, the old catcher. I'm here every week on WFMU, spinning 70 RPM records, like they're going out of you-know-what. Anyway, uh, someone asked me recently what I, at the end of the show, I always say <laughs> I'm going to get plushed to the scuppers. And somebody wanted to know what plushed to the scuppers means. It's an old Indian proverb. Uh, translated, it used to be when it was an Indian proverb, it was slushed to the cuppers. But anyway, that's where Plush to the Scuppers comes from. However, the management of WFMU has told me that I can't use the word Indian on the radio anymore because it's something that they, they refer to as um, microaggression. It's, it's offensive to redskins. Uh, that's what the memo said. They sent a memo around. It said, I quote, I've got the memo right here. It says, do not use the word Indian because Redskins will complain that it hurts their feelings, end quote. It's signed by the WFMU Staff Advisory Committee. They won't even let me refer to the state of Indiana because it contains Indian. I have to refer to the entire state as, quote, the offensively named Commonwealth southeast of Chicago. Well, you know, the name Chicago is derived from Indian, well, I mean, excuse me, I mean from redskins, and it refers to smelly onions. It's very complicated. We require language professionals to advise what is permissible to say on the radio nowadays. In fact, WFMU recently hired six experts in racially and ethnically sensitive vernacular 
so the DJs don't offend any listeners by saying the wrong words. These experts, the six of them that they, they hired, are being paid $110,000 a year. E- each of them. That's why, we, that, that's why we're doing a fundraiser this month. We need these people on staff because WFMU has to keep up with the times and we can't afford to alienate any listener demographic. And apparently if somebody uses the wrong word to refer to uh, indigenous people, we could get sued or dragged into re-education camps. Station manager Ken says we cannot let that happen. So he sends out these memos and he signs them to staff advisory committee, but it's him. These guidelines say that the term Indian now must be referred to, I can't say Indian, it's the I-N N-word. Now, I remember a guy, uh, Indian Bob. Uh, for years, he hosted a show on WFMU following me. Uh, what a splendid programmer he was, Indian Bob. Brimming with personality, uh, but I guess I'm no longer allowed to reminisce about his fine program. God, I, I'm confused, as usual, around here. Anyway, in the past few weeks, I I told you that the listeners want to hear more bebop. So, here on the Old Codger Show on WFMU, more bebop.
But you know, folks, we got to make the proper selection. And I want to get all you people straight about all the candidates. Now, if you want a man with a good offer, then cash your ballot for Kefauver. And you can rest and be assured you'll get no graft from Tab. But if you want administration that'll groove you, that'll move you and keep you sent, bit straight, we all know that MacArthur would be great. And if you want a hipster that'll take no sassin', then vote for Stassin. But if you want to walk on the sunny side of the street with a candidate with a beat, vote for John That's right, folks. You know, folks, I ain't running no chicken in the pot campaign. Everybody's gonna drink champagne. And in every city, I'm gonna install a rhythm committee. Pass out them cigars there, boy. And on my birthday, everybody in the USA is gonna get new shoes. We're going dancing, nobody will get the blues. No longer will I be on a phonograph record, I'm gonna be on congressional record. If you want the man of the hour, then vote for Eisenhower. And ladies and gentlemen, don't sit there and sob, cause Truman don't want the job. But if you want a candidate that's real cool, don't vote for the elephant or the mule, vote for me. Vote for John Folks, if you send me to White House, we all will serve. Time. I'll put everybody on relief. If you want to hustle with Russell, go ahead. Folks, if you stick with me, I'll put everybody in the red. Right in, brother, folks.
special catcher here. Uh, you, your listener said you wanted more bebop. So, I gave you some bebop there. Uh, we started out with the Tad Dammer and Sextet, and uh, the, the chase. It was an alternate take of the chase. Art Blakey's Messengers, very early. Art Blakey Band, uh, they did Groove Street. Uh, Louis Jordan and his Timothy Five with his, uh, his campaign platform, Jordan for President. Yes, and then uh, Dizzy Gillespie, we heard uh, part one and part two of The Champ by Dizzy Gillespie and his band. Some great bebop there on the WFMU on your Kaiser show. Uh, do not just play an old vaudeville artist. No, we, we get into the bebop too. And old, the dirty rhythm and blues. And uh, all kinds of old recordings. Uh, the, the, the old sopranos from b- before 1920. We'll have one of them coming up soon later in the program. Olive Klein. Anyway, uh, d- this is WFMU. I'm the old Kaiser. Here every week playing 70 RPM records. And I, I've been told... To remind you that there is a fundraiser going on this month. So please send checks to me, payable to me. I have told WFMU management that I will handle the accounts receivable for the donations for this fundraiser. They have not yet responded, but I take that as what's legally known as implied consent. (laughs) I know my efforts on behalf of bringing money into WFMU's insular world are appreciated because we rely on volunteers. And I am a volunteer. Just don't ever mistake me for a team player because that would be wrong. Hey, speaking of fundraising, uh, here on the York Hodger Show, we have a new sponsor. That's right. Uh, I talked about it last week. And now we have signed him on as a sponsor and they are spending their advertising dollars now on the old Codger radio show. It's the Sears Pouton Shanty. That's right. This commercial you're about to hear for the Sears Pouton Shanty is uh, voiced by the redoubtable Gus Bodenheim. Hey, Gus, uh, how many hours of community service do you have left? <laughs> uh, anyway, some people have been complaining that these uh, commercials on the old Codger show go on for too long. Instead of a standard 60-second spot, my commercials usually clock in at over two minutes. See, I charge airtime by the second, so you can do the old codger's new math. Also, don't think of these as commercials. Think of them as infomercials. (laughs) Then you won't be so impatient when they get elaborate, because instead of you thinking that we're, we're trying to sell you something, you can know that we're providing valuable information, a little education. And a little education is a good thing. All the Bodenheims got a little education, very little, and look at the creative spark of these literary turbines. Except for the one, uh, Joseph Mengele Bodenheim, he spent his entire youth playing doctor, and he never developed a flair for language the way that Gus and Yonita and Edna St. Vincent Bodenheim did either all such great writers so great with the language. Oh, anyway, here's the uh, the commercial now for the Sears Pouton Shanty, and take it away, uh, Gus Bodenheim on the Old Codger Radio Show. You know as well as I that there are times when life's ordinary vexations become extraordinarily oppressive. At such times, how do you cope? Narcotics? Violence? Well, sure, but there are times when even these methods fail to deliver. That's when I head out to my Pouton Shanty. Isn't it time you got yourself a Sears-built mail-order Pouton Shanty of your very own? Why, here's a place where a man can put aside all earthly ills and irritants, breathe deep the musty calm, and get plushed to the scuppers. (laughs) Sounds good, doesn't it? Of course it does. Within six to eight days of our receiving your order, a railroad handcar will pump its way to your nearest crossing and deliver your own easy-to-erect Pouton Shanty. It's all included. Brass spittoon, picturesquely dented and slick with char, pre-filled ashtrays, a poignantly superfluous workbench, capacious shelves perfect for standard-sized liquor bottles, an authentic Batista Silex cigar humidor. Vintage ratty easy chair with bonus pocket change and surprise candy down in the cushion. 
a Kaja soldered AM-FM tube radio. Unless you grow too complacent, one bare overhead bulb frazzing and zizzing its nerve-wracking accompaniment to your morbid brooding, but in a fun way. While your seer's pouting shanty comes with no plumbing, old Kaja listeners who can prove it, and don't ask me how, will receive at no extra charge a rustic outhouse with all the trimmings, crescent moon window vent, a wide berth sure shot business aperture, and your choice of corn cobs or nostalgic wish book. Picture yourself a world away from the women folk, puffing a redolent rancho malaria, nursing your bourbon along with your petty grievances, and stroking your cat. Oh, did I neglect to mention? Your pouting shanty comes complete with a genuine Sears cat, preassembled with more or less all necessary inoculations, give or take. And whether you choose the rugged Quonsetta model, the antebellum-invoking Tara Rabundier, or the timeless splendor of the Tut Hut model, your Sears Pouton Shanty is a steal at $957 assembled. The Sears Pouton Shanty. When you can't step up to the good life, let us at least help you step out to sweet misanthropic solitude.
little tree Two hearts so lonely And one was me And all the time How the cold, cold wind was blowing Blowing But cheer up, bluebird Don't mind the storm Your mate is falling Your heart is warm It's just for me That the cold, cold wind is blowing Blowing Lonely little bluebird Sitting in a tree Spring will come tomorrow
in that fine set of music, we uh, we started out with Olive Klein singing the Japanese Sandman. And the lovely Ruth Edding sang Lonely Little Bluebird. Finally, Joseph Moskowitz playing his Jimelum. And I, it's very hard to pronounce, which, which I did not conquer drug drugger or something. It's not my language. Anyway, this is your Kaiser Radio Show, playing 70 RPM records. We just uh, heard a bunch of them. Now, <laughs> coming up next, we have another soundtrack from another exciting Flip the Frog feature film. He's Flip the Frog. He's not a reptile. He's an amphibian. He's not named Flip. He's named Felix. But the name Felix was uh, already owned by another Hollywood film star, a cat with mob connections. He's flipped a frog. He doesn't eat insects because he's not a real frog. He had a species change operation. He's transphibian. He's flipped a frog. Before becoming a film star, he was an apprentice pipe fitter who on the side worked in vaudeville wearing a frog suit. After his film career ended, he became a door-to-door encyclopedia salesman. And a damned good one, too. He made a fortune lugging all the world's knowledge up to and including 1956 through the New Jersey suburbs. I bought a set of encyclopedias from him. That was how I met Flip the Frog. I introduced him to Sly Weasel Bourbon. And that, sadly, was the beginning of the end for Flip the Frog. But I digress. He's Flip the Frog. He has no Bodenheim blood. He can help you attach a flap water to your do-hang. He was renowned for being pissed off about something, but nobody knows what. He fought in the global war on gluten, and he has the intestinal scars to prove it. He's flipped a frog. Had he been in Germany on the right day, at the right time, he swore he would have killed Hitler. He was a notorious self-quantifier. He was known to adopt dozens of highways. He's flipped a frog. He was a spirit, a fire, an essence, and a light. And yet, he was none of those things. When he invited you over for dinner, his table was covered in fish. He's flipped a frog. Well, here's a soundtrack to his famous film, Soda Squirt, on the old Codger radio show on WFMU.
How do you do, madam? I'm a coal man. No, thank you. I have a coal man. Yeah, but you don't understand. I am the coal man. Makes no difference. I'm just a coal man selling the hottest stuff in town. I'm just a coal man, baby. In the winter, I'm good to have around. Now, I sell coal and I sell ice. In the wintertime, a coal man's mighty nice. Now, I'm just a coal man selling the hottest stuff in town. You say you're just a coal man. That's right, baby. Selling the hottest stuff in town. Mm-hmm. Well, my present coal man serves me. Whether I'm up or whether I'm down. I can do that. He makes his delivery uh-huh. right on time. Sure. And his product contains no slack or line. Neither does mine. So how come you say you're such a coal man? Mm-hmm. Selling the hottest stuff in town. Mm-hmm. Now listen, I'm satisfied with my form of heat. Yeah. In the winter, I drop and toast my feet. Mm-hmm. I've had him for quite a while and I'll keep him still. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say I'll change, but I don't think I will. Now I'm a coal salesman and here's a tip. I've got a sales talk that's busted my lip. My merchandise is extra clean, so just take a look, baby. It's the best you've ever seen. It handles well, no clinkers form. Make you feel good in the worst kind of storm. Taking care of your comfort is my mission. <laughs> baby, is your heating apparatus in good condition? You say you're just a coal man. That's right, baby. Selling the hottest stuff in town. Uh-huh. You also said in the wintertime... What? You're a lovely thing to have around. Like to be. Your sales talk mm-hmm. was mighty fine. Yes. Tell me more, brother. I might change my mind. I'm is. Since you're such a big shot coal man, selling the hottest stuff in town. Now, Mama Papa's just a little old coal man selling the hottest stuff in town. Now, baby, I'm just a coal man. In the winter, I'm good to have around. I'll take your order and fill your bin. So get it cleaned out and I'll put it right in. Cause I'm just a coal man selling the hottest stuff in town. Just a coal man selling the hottest stuff in town, I say. Selling the hottest stuff in town. Sold, brother, sold.
Glad we're coming to the conclusion. I have another old Kaiser radio show. And uh, we heard from uh, Flip the Frog's 1933 feature film. It was called Soda Squirt. <laughs> Soda Squirt won Flip an Academy Award condemnation. Uh, the music featured in the second half of that film was called Mama Inez by uh, the Havana Novelty Orchestra. They worked with Flip the Frog on a number of his feature films until <laughs> Mickey Mouse made them a better offer, and they left. Uh, that was followed by Whistling Bob Howe and Frankie Griggs singing the hottest stuff in town, a duet there. And the show concludes with Frankie Half Pint Jackson, Some Sweet Day. I love that song. I played it a few weeks ago. I had to re-air it because I love it so much, and I know you love it too. Don't think I played it because I'm running out of records because I'm not. Hey, uh, on WFMU coming up next is uh, Hardy White, Miracle Nutrition. All listeners to the Hardy White Show today uh, will take home a gift pack of Eskimo pies, taffy apples, and a quart of fresh unicorn milk. Well, I'm your codger. Always remember, don't choose the lesser of two evils. Always choose the one you haven't tried yet. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and uh, online at WFMU.org. I'm the old codger back next week. I'm not sure if I'm about to go get brushed to the scuppers as I usually do. My, My lumbago is acting up. Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Join me now, won't you? And that's all that's required is that you join me. Whatever we do together can be fun because we're together and we're not alone. And sometimes you need that. And sometimes you need to be alone. And sometimes you can be alone and with people. And sometimes you can be with people and be alone. I kind of like going to religious services, but then again, I don't. But if I do go, I prefer to be at a friend's house of worship where I'm not expected to know any of the traditions. And I can sit there in confusion and marvel at the mystery Everyone knows when to stand and when to sit, when to say certain things, and I, an outsider, am not expected to know those things. The worst is going to a house of worship maybe from your own distant tradition, and you're no longer or never were familiar with everything, and yet you're sort of expected to know what to do. That's when I feel most alienated, and that's not my favorite thing. Also, what I don't like is being told what to think, or having somebody inside my head because my head is my private space, and I like to keep it private. And so I don't enjoy confessing or telling people what I think, nor do I like having to recite some sort of oath. So I just move my mouth like that sometimes. I'd rather fake it than lie. But I do enjoy the mystery. I like watching someone do some sort of ritual that I don't understand. They make some sort of motions or they have some sort of interesting objects. If I were going to start a religion, which they don't allow you to do anymore, you have to get in on the ground floor thousands of years ago, I would like to have some sort of ritual where you pretend to brush your teeth or something like that. Someone hands you the magical golden toothpaste tube and then the leader uh, pretends to brush their teeth But I don't like leaders in general if they have some sort of authority over you. I know that's not good. It doesn't make me a very good employee, nor does it make me a very good congregant. But I do like the singing. I like people coming together in one space to unify their voices. I like being a part of something and no longer having the burden as an individual. It's not that I want to disappear into the crowd but occasionally I do. It makes me feel part of something bigger. 
It takes the pressure off. You know, being an individual is hard. You think, gosh, I was born, I got this far. I'm not supposed to die. I'm supposed to keep myself alive. Maybe I'm supposed to do something. There's a lot of people that have suggestions about what that is. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm not doing it right. But when you're with a group of all different ages, you can see the big curve, the big arc of life from annoying, crying babies to annoying, crying old people and all the annoying people in between. But some of them, a lot of them, are also very loving or at least crave it. They're there because they want to help some of them. Now, I don't know people's motivations, and yes, human beings organizing themselves in some sort of belief has caused a lot of strife in this world. Oh, my goodness, the things we have agreed to think and believe and do because we are told that's how we must fit in. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. But then again, there's the singing. And you may say, well, Hardy, you should just go to a sing-along if you want that. Yeah, but sometimes it isn't creepy enough. There's something really menacing about a lot of religious music, you know. And also, some religious traditions integrate skeletons or something. There'll be maybe pictures of skeletons on the wall. Maybe you ought to go to a haunted house. Uh, That's different. There, people aren't intentionally trying to scare you. Or they are. Oh, I don't know. I'm a little bit confused. But I'll tell you something I do enjoy. Every once in a while, my friend Butchie, who is involved uh, very deeply in his Dolgarian worship station, where he participates and likes to help out, you wouldn't think he's a helpful guy, but in that context, he wants to be. I think he very much wants to belong to something. And in Dolgarianism, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that they admire, they do not worship, dogs. I think they admire the loyalty, the simplicity, the lack of pretense that a dog has. A dog is just a dog, doesn't pretend to be anything else. And I think that's what the Dolgarians are going for, but I'm not entirely sure of that. So I like occasionally going and, uh, to Butchie's services. And recently, I was able to do that. It was a special occasion of sorts. And so now, maybe you'd like to go there with me, friend. Would you? Let's visit. Lou, you're finally here. Where you been? Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Sorry I'm late. I couldn't find a parking space. But I thought you walked. I did, but I'm so used to driving, I got a little confused there for a minute. Well, they haven't started yet, so it's okay. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. So how long is the service? I think it's an hour. An hour? Yikes, I'm not sure I can sit for a whole hour. Well, you're in luck, because they make you stand every once in a while. Probably just as I'm getting comfortable. At least there's no kneeling. I could get down on my knees, but I'd need a full hour to get back up. In my granddad's church, sometimes you'd have to stand on one leg like if it was St. Simon Says Day. They got me one time by saying, you may be seated, but they didn't say St. Simon Says. Today is the blessing of the whatever. What did you bring to be blessed? I brought my spoon shaped like a rifle. Okay. Yeah, Butcher used it the other day and it needs to be reconsecrated or something. That rattled me. What did you bring? I brought my banjo. Bold choice. Blue. Oh, hey, Mr. Kinchy. I'm in the right place, then. Uh, yes, sir, you can sit with us if you'd like. Hardy, this is Glenn Kinchy, Butchie's old boss at McAllen's. Ah, oh, nice to meet you, Mr. Kinchy. You can call me Glenn. I will. Okay, Glenn. Uh, not you. You continue to call me Mr. Kinchy. Roger. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hey, Roger. Shump jive. Shump jive. I've never been to a Dolgarian service station before. I think it's a worship station. Oh, whoops. The way I remember it is, there's services at the worship station, and service station is an old name for gas station. Do they even call them that anymore? No clue. I mainly walk these days, trying to get in shape for end-of-life illnesses. I brought this clothes brush to be blessed because I remembered at the last minute and I just grabbed something. That looks like an antique. It was my grandfather's. 
People don't brush their clothes as much these days. They aren't worth brushing, usually. I'm sort of shocked how casually people are dressed